Thank you, Bad Mary, for that too sweet playing. Welcome all you four-color funny book aficionados. This is U.S. Comics Cast, HQ for all things comic book related. I'm John Rivera, the C to the E to the O, and co-founder of U.S. Comics. And that makes me your COO, your Mr. Killer Fingers himself, the co-founder, the co-host, the best Charlie you know, Charlie tell Rivera. This anything. Happy Unbelievable. Comic book day, my I have brother. a new... A new title to add to your increasingly long list. Your your business card is getting completely unproducible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Charlie, give him up, Rivera. You can't <laughs> tell this mother sucker nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. I do, mm-hmm. however, know it's Wednesday. And you know it what that Wednesday. means. It means we are back. And as if my week's weren't trying to pull me out of the abyss that is this year, out of the abyss of frustrating. If it's not trying to distract me from the countdown to Ghostbusters Afterlife, did you shine your rosaries up? Because Boondock Saints 3, it's finally happening. Like finally. a gift I assumed was lost in the Finally. Mail. I, first and first mostly... The amount of broken and dashed dreams related to Boondock Saint shit since the first one came out. And then we waited a little too long for a sequel. And then I was like, yeah. And they were like, don't worry, baby. The Saints are in jail. They're going to fuck some shit up. And then they were like, ha ha. Nah. Nah, we'll see. Don't what worry about like, it, kid. We're going to do a TV the, uh, show. Nah. The very, the very. Look, for anyone who is, and, and there might be a few uh, uninitiated out there who are not familiar with Boondock Saints. So so relatively quickly, Charlie, walk us through it because uh, though we are both, uh, you know, we're both directly affiliated. We own the Peacoats. We've got the Rosaries. Uh, we, we pulled off the Rivera slash McManus brother look at Comic-Con. It's like Irish guys um, with tans. It's fine. Yeah, sure. You heard of Black Irish? We were Puerto Rican Irish. That's a thing. I mean, there is Mexican Irish. Just look at uh, Canelo Alvarez. St. Patrick's Division, Mexican-American War. Look it up. Um, But yeah, Charlie, walk us through because this is a movie that pretty much from the the minute that the editing of the of principal photography wrapped, there were all kinds of issues. So uh, you know, just just walk us through the quick timeline for anyone who's unfamiliar with the, the the wonderful, um, the Latin inspired uh, fucking Boondock Saints. Take it away. Man. So it all starts in in kind of the afterbirth, uh, to be vulgar, of the indie really? movie uh, uh, kind of heights that brought us films like Slacker, brought us films like Clerks, uh, when Quentin Tarantino was just getting fully super-powered up, there was this amazing uh, musician, director, and writer, Troy Duffy, uh, who in, like, the same month not only got 
his band signed to a record deal. He also sold his script and he was promised to direct it. Uh, originally, the studio wanted to go with name uh, name actors in the titular yeah. roles in the the aforementioned McManus brothers, and instead Troy we want fought. real boondocks. Exactly. Uh, so then Troy Duffy fought for the two guys he thought would be best. This is uh, Powder himself, Sean Patrick Flannery, and a man whose fame is somehow even stickier than his greasy hair in The Whoa. Walking Dead. But Norman Reedus uh, played the other brother with one of the worst Irish accents ever set to film, and yet I love it. You endlessly. know what the fact the fact that that they went to bat for these two, and I love obviously love the franchise. Um, but the fact that they that that Duffy went to bat. At no point in the conversation, like, well, all right, can they do Irish accents? <laughs> Did I mention Willem Dafoe is going to be it? Guys, Willem Dafoe. Yeah, exactly. like, oh, shit. You know what? You, green light. Here's a check. So, yeah. so yeah, not to not to uh, to cut you down, Charlie. But um, so this is 1999. And, you know, action movies. I mean, we're talking we're, we're just coming out of the uh, regular weekend blockbuster era. Of like the Steven Seagal flicks and the fucking you know JC uh, VD flicks and and like you didn't really need much narrative to justify the boom boom and the bang bang and the kick kick right um, and then here comes this like little little movie that could and it it had like there was story right there was all, every every bad act that you caught on screen. There was a justification for it. There was an explanation for it. Some might even argue an over explanation for it. But the fucking, if you had walked under a ladder while tripping into a glass mirror and breaking it as a flock of black cats crossed your path, this fucking movie could not have had worse luck. Because well, there even, were school shootings and yeah. like the news was blowing up like more than any scene in the flick. And uh, they were like, hey, you know what? Remember that opening that you were supposed to have? Yeah, no, that's not going to fucking happen. So all the everything bad that could have possibly happened to a movie just prior to it uh, kind of like whimpering opening, it did. So, uh, you know, the initial uh, reaction was a non-reaction. It wasn't even to the point where people could say, like, I saw it, I didn't like it. Nobody fucking saw it. So this is the literal definition of a cult yeah. classic. No it was one... a cult. The Duffy cult where he just and, him and selling we are shit legion. online. <laughs> I mean, we paid for the majority of the sequel. So you're welcome, America. And, and a premium. There were no $20 t-shirts when Troy was bundling themselves. What's funny, though, is even the expected uh, drama to come out of what possi possibly wasn't the best call was to hire a documentary crew to be like, I'm such a genius, says <laughs> a guy I love and I've met, and I've been fortunate enough that he's bought me a couple drinks. Uh, I know. But but look Troy at, Duffy really Troy, set himself up. Ungrateful son of bitch. <laughs> Just you the buy the motherfucker multiple <laughs> rounds. You hang out with him in New York and in Boston. You invite this motherfucker to come up to Boston and chill, and he's dropping this bullshit. I'm not See? saying that's what happened. I'm not saying it's right, but again, hire a documentary film crew. They then 
choose just the most heinous shit that you say while bullshitting and that no one even saw the fucking documentary so they didn't even get the uh, the press of like you see this dick bags movie again it was nothing i remember the first time you showed it to me i was so overwhelmed by the level of awesome the big moment at the end where it's like El Duce is their dad. That's like a huge part of it. I was like, that's Billy his Connelly. fucking. I was like, that's his dad. I was like, Holy yo, these shit. motherfuckers are going to the head of the class, son. That's the dad. It's it's, it's just it, it was um literally like a, a feeling, um rather a movie that just elicited feelings, right? Is it the most well written thing ever? No. Are the action sequences the most out of the world? No. Is it the, the, the best Irish accents that you're going to hear? Uh, certainly not. But is it a fucking, is it a slam dunk fun flick? Action, boom, boom. A hundred percent. A hundred fucking percent. And what's but, interesting is people sometimes misconstrue the 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 love for that film. Because I love Boondock Saints the yeah. way I love Clerks. But again kevin smith with clerk borrowed so much idea i mean if kevin's kevin's down he's looking all good uh losing all that weight um <laughs> lost my chance for a second yeah the same way shit. that kevin smith was inspired by slacker and clerks feels like a, a slacker-esque film Obviously, Troy Duffy was trying to pull a Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, he's making because... a Tarantino-type flick. Exactly. And I think sometimes it gets thrown in the pile of knockoffs when really it's just so... I mean, again, they explode Wait, a cat who? and not in a fucked up way. Critics and 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 people who love hating things as what a profession. What the fuck? Fucking fuck, fuck, fuck. Uh, now, again, you and I, this was one of those movies that we didn't a, see it at a... the... It was a bonding movie, though. Like, this was one of the movie, one of those movies that you can go back and reference time and time again. Now, just really quick, because again, I this is this, I know we're up against the clock already because of our enthusiasm. Um, but this is one of those flicks, truth be told, I wasn't even, I'll be generous and say, I was not halfway through my first viewing of Boondock <laughs> Saints when my the thought. You know, the little thought demon popped up and was like, enjoy this because you ain't getting another one. There is no fucking way. Oh, You're even back then, it was problematic. This. They tried to bury this movie. They didn't want it. They, the proverbial they, they didn't want me to see that movie the first damn time. So I'm like, good thing I, I own it now. Thank God for so, Blockbuster. Well, here's the thing. This is my point, Charlie. I was like, enjoy this. Because this is, it's like a like finding a great sweater at a going out of business sale. You're like, damn, I just discovered this motherfucker. And it, it's going to be shuttered and locked. So when the credits rolled, I sat back like it was a good meal, opened my pants, shoved my hand down. I'm like, ah, that was good. That was good. And never, literally never, I didn't even bother asking for it or wishing for it. I never thought. That I was gonna get a, a one sequel to Boondock Saints. Then they were like, "Oh shit! Remember that thing that you talked about incessantly for months and months and months? Finally, Boondock Saints is back!" And they announced Boondock Two, and I'm like, "Oh, snappy nappy! Who's coming back? 
who we getting? We got Clifton Collins Jr., who I'm a huge fan of. Um, for me, at least, the main issue was that so much time had elapsed between the first movie and the sequel that in the rare moments where like a you're like hey, I wonder what a second boondock would have would have uh, looked like because again they set up the first like oh then there's gonna be a next chapter and um I know speaking for myself the sequel while I thoroughly enjoyed it for what it was it wasn't what I what I thought it was going to be. It's not that it wasn't what I expected it to be because I didn't really have any true expectations. Yeah. It just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. So what was your first reaction on Boondock 2? So the, the, I was so entrenched in my love for Boondock Saints 1 yeah. that its sheer existence got me through the first like three viewings before I could have even the thought of like, is this is this good and i really really do enjoy all saints day but it comes with a lot of those asterisks of a lot of time had passed uh it couldn't be the exact same sort of movie i had dreamt up as opposed to you i had dreamt up a billion versions of yeah. what it could be you and, have a lot of time to kill and, so i, I believe the, that the two settings i thought it might take place in um the the main one was in ireland and the movie opens up and they're like we're in ireland and we have the fakest beards ever and then they immediately fucking pimp off so i was like oh go back uh so again it falls into that category of i'm so glad this sequel exists right um i would never just watch all saints day though here here's a question from the front row um do you think your opinion was somewhat modified by the fact that you did indeed uh in celebration of the all saints days release uh hang out with in essence the entire cast yeah uh and and creative uh, of the fucking said movie not just in your native new york but also by invitation up to boston on like charlie St. Came back, day. charlie came back like skidigabini he wearing a kilt he's fucking playing the uh, sky all over the place i'm like what what the fuck just happened? Yeah, uh, it Charlie, really, Charlie, yeah. I saw Charlie on Thursday. He was a chubby Puerto Rican brother. When I when he got back, he was a straight up leprechaun. Yeah, what the hell yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm easily purchased. It turns out, right. uh, hanging out with them was such a crazy experience. The real, uh, the real issue was on the other side of that. There was like a concert at both shows with bands for, and it just was like, okay, this is the only music I'm listening to for a while. Like the, the, the dirges was just on constant play with me. Um, but it was really, if nothing else, it made me endlessly support Norman Reedus because at that point I of course liked him from boondock saints. I liked him and everything he did, but, and I don't want to assume what had happened, but in both New York in Boston, I'm sorry. Cause he wasn't at the New York event, but in Boston, hell of a guy to hang outside with while he chain smoked but uh he loved showing beautiful ladies the tour bus that he did not travel on so i thought that was cool i thought that like a bunch of very attractive women individually for like 45 50 minutes at a time he would take Good on norman on, on troy 45, duffy's 50 minutes on on troy, <laughs> on troy duffy's 
bus for the tour, which again, I, it's very important that I reiterate, Norman did not show up on. So he uh, he's a hell of a guy. I got to imagine also, that he was riding his motorcycle. Probably. Uh, I will like, say this. I'm two, not going to make it to New York. I'll see you guys in Boston. Two reasons why I always support Norman Reedus. Uh, one, the reason he puts his middle finger up in photos is so that people can't sell them generally. Um, which I think is Respect. very, very interesting and Respect. very smart because he doesn't say no to anyone's photo request. Also, there was a person I mm. knew from New York that also went to the Boston St. Patrick's Day uh, film release, and mm. we were at a restaurant before the event. We see a car pull up. There's Norman Reedus. That's pretty fucking cool. Uh, so we we had already paid, so we get up and... We go outside and this girl starts crying like the world was over and she collapsed on the floor. Now, I didn't know her. I had a, a meal with a bunch of us were eating together. Norman Reedus looked at me with such a please help face. And all I could do, meeting this actor I respect, I, like, I got gotcha. you. This was, this was my reaction. I don't, fucking, I don't know her. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, what are, what are the rules? What are the rules? I don't know. So, you, so, uh, yes. Gotham was dark tonight <laughs> when for the first time ever, the bat signal was not answered. Yeah, Charlie literally. would be up in Wayne Manor with his feeties up, fucking cross. He's got the fireplace, which is like eight feet wide, burning bright. He's got his team on the big screen. And the commissioner lights it up. Norm yeah. Commissioner Norman Reedus <laughs> lit the lamp and called for assistance. When the fuck does Daryl ask for help? It doesn't happen unless your name is Carol. He does not ask Carl. for help. And the yeah. one time, the one time that he asks for some some help no wonder he had brother issues yeah no yeah it, it no makes wonder. a lot no it makes a lot of sense out on the back roads of upstate new york with the damn negan bad guys because the good guys they're like mm, you're on your own buddy i uh i really dropped now That's i will say up. this sorry i will Norman. say this he was still very nice to me later on so well kudos to him because i would not have been nice i'd be like you let that fucking you let that big girl be at my feet like I punched her in the gut. Because that was the reaction, too. Like, Charlie, it was Charlie, an emotional Charlie. fall. Um, and, and, again, he was quite the gentleman. Fun fact about that girl, she kept a bunch of his cigarette butts, which I think means he has little clones running around. Uh, I'm super excited for part three, though. I you hope have... that their name are cigarette butts. <laughs> cigarette butt one, did you finish your homework? No, cigarette butt two stole my pencil. Damn it, <laughs> cigarette butt three. I thought I told you to watch those two morons. <laughs> uh, are you are you fully excited about it? Or are you trepidatious Come because on, it was diminishing bro. returns? No, I, I am firmly in the camp of um, more is better. Give me more. Even even to the point where well, I mean, it's look, normally my did. line. They are well, you know, you're you're Boondock it's, Saints, it's, the cartoon. You're contagious. You're contagious. I mean, look, I was all about the, the comic books, right? So um we had to we had to go to the four color funny book pages in order to get ongoing adventures 
prequel work. I mean, the fucking uh, the the Boondock comics really kind of kept the fire burning for me, right? It, it kept the and then the guts. It was nice and warm and churning <clears throat> to the point where I'm like, I love that world. Like he, Duffy's created a world where I'm like, yeah, sure, I'm fucking all in. I'm I'm all about it. I'm invested. So totally, I I made an investment in this material. I want to see the returns. Now, uh, again, I personally, I don't live in a, in the land of like, this is good, that's bad. No, there's, I like it, I didn't like it, but there's also varying degrees of that Levels. because I liked Boondock. I liked All Saints Day. Did I like them equally? Did I like them the same? No. I happen to like Boondock more than I liked All Saints Day. Now, because All Saints Day was... The second to come around, my hope is Boondock 3, whatever it might be called, um, that it pulls a Last Crusade for me. Because I had very much the same, uh, like the same order of reactions to Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom, and then Last Crusade. I like Last Crusade significantly more than Temple. Did I like Temple? Yeah, sure. Fucking Indiana Jones is running around. Harrison Ford is cracking the whip. Of course I liked it. I just didn't happen to like it as much as Raiders. And then Last Crusade came in there and fucking, you know, threw the tank off of the cliff and, and really did it. So that's what my that's what my best hope is. Yeah. I'm happy that it's, that it's happening. Uh, it says here it uh, begins filming May of 22. So... Another reason to crack the bottle, uh, crack the champagne this this uh, New Year's. Um, but yeah, for me, that's that's what I hope it happens. Uh, I don't expect myself to like it more than the original because I wasn't expecting it. It was like a $20 bill the first time you put on a winter coat. Like, oh, look at this. Uh, but I hope that I like it more than All Saints Day. Though I did like All Saints Day, I just hope I like it more. I'm a simple man. I have simple I'm, needs. I'm just so What about excited. you? What about you? I, I you, the thing that really captivated me was that clearly Norman Reedus and Sean Patrick Flannery had input even in the concept for Boondock Saints 3. The article kind of called out to it that I shared with you. Of course, I, I forget where I found the article at this point because I was just so friggin' excited to see it. Sure. Um, yeah, but the reason, the reason that that really excites me is because in the past, Troy Duffy has, uh, on his YouTube channel specifically, he's even had a hard time getting some of these, these episodes to keep going. And given the pandemic popped up but a few months ago he was like i'm going to be doing these weekly here's a number to call in to ask questions and i answer them and then that there was never an episode uh there was never an episode two um which the problem with that is despite loving this despite being so excited for a third installment the bottom line is it taught me that occasionally troy duffy's a liar wow and i'm hoping that the part three will be his empire. Charlie continues to burn <laughs> Boston bridges right and left. Troy, all I'm going to say is this. I'll roll with you if this fucking ingrate does not. And I can only say it in a way that I know will resonate. In nomine patriot spirit felicitus sancti. Han shot first, motherfucker. Salute. 
Oh, it burns so Double good. gulper. Double fucking gulper. We All are right. we are live on Facebook, YouTube, and the Twitch machine, rather. So make sure you guys are commenting along. What are you excited for? Ellis wanted you to know that you forgot Ellis, the best Indiana Jones, which, of course, great, was the Crystal nah, Skull. I, I avoided that comment because it was the silliest thing he said. However, I will give him full credit. Boondock Saints 3D. I am all for it. To the point where I hope it is so successful that Disney Marvel has to roll in, buy up the franchise, envelop it, and we get a Boondock Saints 3D experience ride uh, in both Orlando and uh, across the country in Anaheim. But uh, I must insist, Charlie, uh, do what you do best and start my time. It is begun. Thank you. So this has been a week of news. It really has. Um, a lot of it has been intentionally avoided by yours truly. Because <laughs> I'm usually pretty fucking annoyed with what I see and what I read and what I hear. So the only way to truly avoid that is just to like, hey, you do one of these. Just... You know, I've I've arranged my living situation so much like I can get her. I don't have to turn on the lights if we're in the middle of the night to go take a pee. I can I'll sidestep a coffee table. I'll step over a dog. I'll I'll do what I gotta do. I do not need everything brightly illuminated. But John just using his sonar, I respect it. Whatever I gotta do, whatever I gotta do. So, um, when certain things are like bright fucking lights. When certain things, um, when certain things are insistent upon being paid attention to, what 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 are you fucking gonna do, right? Fact. And uh, naturally, I'm talking about only one thing, and that is new dope fucking comics. Hell yeah! So Charlie, go ahead and throw up that graphic that I know you have uh, hanging hanging on standby. New comic from our folks, from the good folks over at Image Comics, fucking Newburn. This comic, and, and look, take it for what it's worth. Obviously, I don't think critics are worth shit. I think that is a pretty bad way to make your living um, by trying to knock certain things down. Or the most evil aversion, which is like, don't support this because yeah. of my opinion. Go fuck yourself. Oh, whatever. The critic conversation is a different conversation. But, My God, but now I just want to have it. So for you, for like 25 minutes, just being like, here's another one I hate. You Jeff don't. Stevenson. I mean, the, the camera setup that I have here in my office doesn't allow for the extra height of a soapbox. <laughs> and that's what it will be. It will be John on a soapbox. But uh, Image Comics, New Burn, uh, it is straight up. Honestly, it's what I have been clamoring for, what I've been asking for in a Batman flick ah. for many, many years now. It is a straight-up detective fiction comic, right? Oh, cool. It's a, it's a procedural. So, again, folks, you know me. You know my tastes run to. I've got dynamite taste. It's not just about the caps and the, ooh, ooh, and the gear. No, it's not just that. It's also comics I have impeccable taste in comics also uh, very I, modest you know what 
Look, you know, you gotta be gotta be honest with the people. Um this comic I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh again, it's it's a procedural. It's I have a to pick little that bit, up. I didn't even hear about this. Again, you can get it digitally, you can get go, go get it in your shop. Uh you, the protagonist is like your prototypical hard-boiled investigator nothing's gonna get past me i actually had that feeling of like the first couple of panels uh when we were with rorschach in watchmen oh, You're like yo this awesome. this motherfucker has he's got the goods you know he 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 knows that he's looking for something you don't know exactly what he's looking for but uh you know again this is coming from uh chip zadarsky and, and jacob phillips chip's um, work on daredevil alone should make I mean, you just be like, whatever you make, pal, use my money. Honestly, certain creators, they 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 establish equity yeah. with us as consumers, right? So when somebody puts something out or puts many somethings out where you're like, yeah, man, I'm, I am digging. I am picking up what you're laying down. Uh, when they come out with something new. When they come out with something, you know, off off the menu, so to speak, you uh, end up saying, you know what? Yeah, sure. Fuck it. I'll, I'll try it. So had it not been for this particular creative team, I might have missed this comic. Yeah. I might have missed it because as much as I love Image and Image has been, fact, let's, let's be honest, in terms of comic books, Four Color Funnies, Image has been the hit maker. Image has kind of kind of put the the big two in the rear view in terms of like you know um far thinking material like they're not just producing 27 variations of some shit that you've been reading or watching or hearing about since you were in short pants so yeah. images is a progressive comic book company that's that's the fact of the matter um, and and this comic is just another fucking example. Now let me ask you, Charlie, because detective books are not new by any yeah. stretch of the imagination. I mean, even from Image, we've gotten we had a fucking Sam and Twitch fucking yes. uh, you know spinoff. So I mean, like Image, uh, uh, you know, knows the the genre. But I mean, you tell me, like, you know, are 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 whodunits, detective books, like those type of uh, comics, uh, your bag? I just did a massive rewatch of Batman the Animated Series, and oh. I'm so itchy right now for detective stuff because I, I it like was well, lost Batman, on me. Well, Batman the Animated a, Series is like straight up fucking noir in a yeah, lot of spots. which, I mean, which is, is, and that's the thing I like didn't remember from childhood because as an adult, I've only really watched the episodes I knew were amazing like the same generic top 10 it. top 20 let's say uh that everyone always talks about so having started at the beginning and gone to it it, it really i don't consider myself much of a, a detective story guy but i've mm. never really experienced one i haven't enjoyed sure but you I do mean, like you do like the genre because you I, already I established noir is something that kind of resonated with your little gray you know mopey eeyore soul i can't dig that you know it's um, almost just halloween was, the crow affected me <laughs> also as well as though 
Um, you know what the fuck was I saying? So, so the art for this initial comic, and, and hopefully for uh, for a very long run, the the artist is uh, Jacob Phillips, and it is it does have an absolute noir feel to it, right? It's not just like the what's happening. It's not like it's not that episode, the the Charlie episode, uh, where he's the fucking detective janitor of It's Always Sunny. Like that is kind of the world that it's living in. But I, I do have to say this. We, we spoke here about uh, the Animatrix a few weeks back. The fucking noir installment in the Animatrix Holy was shit. one of the best, if not the best. So good. I would only put it in the backseat to the prequel episodes because they're really like, this is how we got to where Matrix started. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I was taking notes and I was preparing myself for the midterm that never came. Um, but yeah, a hundred percent, it is in that fucking vein. And I think uh, you could put pointy ears on him and say that this yeah. is, you know, Gotham by Gaslight. It's that type of feel. It's not that era. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, but, but what's it also has that feel. I've always and and the easiest gateway to this opinion, the bridge has been built through four color funnies because comic books are proof that there is any genre that's a banger i'll enjoy i like good shit yeah, so yeah what's yeah. what's great about noir stories or detective stories like charlie read chasing emmy cover to cover he's like no yeah no. It's, it's well i truly I get it i truly I get do it. believe i mean it's something we talk about all the Charlie's time a buffet man i am a buffet boy um there's just when it's when it's good it's good and like you were just saying image has been on such a hit streak the reason i i haven't picked up new burn yet is because there's just so many there's only so many hours in the day i can dedicate to reading comics so some of them wind up being vaguely on the radar and then i need stuff like this i need to hear or like like as an as an eventuality i'll get to this but you know there's no you know billion dollar franchise that it's going to be wrapped at least not to my not to my knowledge uh, New Burn is not going to be one of those fucking titles. But the funny thing also is, do you feel the same way? Certain things come to you at certain times because you're like ready for it or you're yeah. open for it. Where 100%. if it had been a week before or after, it might have missed the window. So I think I also mentioned here, I had been deep. I had been been more than ankle deep uh, down a fucking a mafia rabbit hole yes i have been watching um yeah, many saints you know, of Sammy the broke Bull, your heart gravano fucking uh you know um series listening to podcasts and uh michael francis has a show uh has puts up episodes and i'm, I'm digging that i fucking just reread wise guy which was the the source uh for based on a true story the source for um good fucking fellas. uh good fellas and the connections, uh, the particular writer whose name escapes me now, he also wrote because, like, I, I am like, I'm just all about it. Like, I'm telling people, forget about it, and I'm biting my, you know, I'm already living in Jersey, so that's yeah. like half the battle. John but, woke up this morning, yeah, exactly. I'm like, so, <laughs> so, I, uh, the fact that you have this like genre piece again coming from the chef. Who I've, I've I've been gobbling everything that this motherfucker puts on the plate. I'm like, yeah, okay, awesome, great. A detective 
story. Batman's not willing to give it to me. All yeah. of a sudden, here comes Image riding on their horse. But also, as well as Charlie, it's a damn mafia story. So That's this fucking, is one of those. It might as well be called John's next comic book obsession. It was. It's called John. Sit down. You're gonna like this issue number one. Um. So so yeah. For anybody, if you if you are joining us late, New Burn number one. It's on stands now. I very much loved it, uh, and I have really loved universally with almost uh, with very few exceptions. I'll put it this way: everything that has been coming out of Image, and again, the 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 comics coming from Image, the voices coming from Image have been for me a very welcome uh, third option to the big yeah, two. There, I mean, again, the the. The negative people out there would argue that it's because they're playing with with less expensive toys. There's less chance of them breaking it. And I, I just I don't necessarily subscribe to that because who good my my counter to that counselor would be and touche. And that like what's the fucking point? So because I'm not driving a leased Lamborghini, <laughs> I can try to park I can try to parallel park in a spot that like is questionable. Fuck you, man. You made your decisions. Live with them. I've got my situation. I'm going to go ahead and deal with it. I will say this, though. Image has not stopped with the creative. They haven't stopped with putting the good, the, the, the progressive voice for Image has not been limited to their creative side because also as well as and this is something that has gotten criminally, criminally little coverage. Image Comics employees signed an open letter yes. announcing the formation of a union. That is fucking earth changing. Just weeks Comic ago. Book Workers United. I mean, Comic weeks. Book union how many stories charlie how many stories good viewers good listeners have you sat here and listened to the big guy guys gals whomever entities fucking punching down right you want to talk about all this all these stories that are you know um uh, propagating our social fucking media uh experiences and you know um Thank God most people are still working from home comparatively yeah. because the, the 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 water cooler conversations would have been on, on repeat, <laughs> right? Um, this thank, sucks. Thank yeah, it does. God, man. Thank thank God that now we have something fucking new. It's like David, ooh, gets gets one off on a Goliath for once. And I don't look at Image Comics as as a big bet. Like they don't have the the testicle chin of Thanos. They don't have the fucking scalp. Like I don't look at them as like, oh, they're the bad guys. Image Comics was created by the little guys. I mean, it's right? the perfect the the, the the prime fucking artist of their uh, creators in the in the comic book world of their time. They formed Image. Now, obviously, a lot has happened. Right? We've got a we've got a a family band worth of uh, fucking fireworks and back office uh, situations to talk about. You can make a great documentary about that shit, and they have. Uh, but 
Image Comics as it stands now is not like you don't see them in the fucking in court. You don't yeah. see creative or descendants of creatives who are now part of billion dollar franchises suing image. No, no, no. Yet that being said, it's the image employees who are the first ones at the table saying, look, this is what we're going to do. You're asking for, you're asking more from us for less. We are, we're important. Like what we do matters here for the ongoing fucking going ons of this company. And look, fair is fair. And for me, that's that's the big. This is one of those times. Uh, all respect due to 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 Newburn. I I can't wait to read it now. Read it. Um, read it. I can't wait. No no disrespect intended to any of the talent at Image. This is the sort of topic. This is the sort of conversation that is so much bigger than comics. A couple weeks ago, we talked about companies, specifically comic companies fucking over the people who actually make us love this shit there is no suit on earth for any company on earth that has ever been the reason why i loved something no one at uh oh what about like what about a tie like has a tie sold there's a comic a, there's for been you? a couple power ties all right that have you, know, worked with. The, you know what it is could, it's really i could do the bow tie without even looking it's the mirror, when but. john constantine pulled up his tie and it was super short because he always wears yes. it so loose yes that's Thank what you. sold me like, on uh just the greatest moment laurel in television. and hardy short tie wearing some a bitch but sincerely this especially now when we're all paying a little bit more attention to the world and what maybe we do have some fucking control of it like maybe maybe we're not um victims of the companies we work for maybe we're partners maybe we deserve you're not something voiceless either you're not under the thumb you don't you you're not being cast about in the open ocean and you are just gonna be victim to the fucking comings and goings of the tide let me just really quickly yes uh, read please the actual do uh, it to you it. Know, credit where credit to obviously so specifically this is the letter the open letter announcing the formation of the union for years comic publishing workers have watched our professional efforts support creators and delight readers ain't that the truth <laughs> sadly we have also watched that same labor be taken for granted at best and exploited at worst. Keeping our heads above water was the new normal before the pandemic. And since its onset, we have been expected to take on even larger workloads with fewer resources. Our workforce and the comic book and publishing industry as a whole is overtaxed and undervalued. This is detrimental not only to general staff, but also to the creators we are paid to serve and the audiences they in turn work to entertain. Our labor is integral to the comic book industry. Fuck yes. It requires specialized skills, dedication, and makes quality publishing possible. We love what we do. I think that's the most fucking important thing to let that resonate, folks. But loving what you do doesn't mean you can't or shouldn't ask for improvements to your working conditions. It is with this in mind and with great hope for the future of Image Comics and the comic book industry itself that we announce our intent 
to form a union and request voluntary recognition. So this letter was signed by Ryan Brewer, Leanna Conter, Marla Idzik, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that wrong, uh, or mis mispronounced it rather, Drew Fitzgerald, Melissa Gifford, Chloe Ramos, Tiffany Ramos, John Schaffman, and Erica Schnatz. Um, so look, I mean, these, these, this group, they looked to the creators of Image themselves as inspiration. These are the same group of people, Fuck the creators yes. of Image, I say, that said, you know what? This is baloney. Creators' uh, rights are a thing. You would not have what you have as a company without us. So you know what? Let's go. And, and they did it. And it's and this was like a this was an uh, no shots fired proclamation. And I love it. I'm all for it, man. And and again, this is one of those stories that is such an easy line in the sand for me not yeah. we're not talking about nuance we're talking about broad strokes practical I, everyday stuff and i don't i lose joy from comic books when they're tainted by ugly truths seeing an amazing piece of art that has an artist's name digitally removed on a poster Breaks my little it's heart knowing that in this pandemic when comic books brought me so much joy to know that on the other side of that was someone who was getting two hours of sleep because they had six deadlines that all got moved up because paper is more expensive so we have to print on a tuesday yeah, it instead takes, of a it thursday takes, it, it takes the juice out of potentially what that what the what it yucks your yum exactly Again, to right charlieism and, and it and really does even grosser though how come and a lot of these companies and a lot of defenders of companies and a lot of people who get nervous about unions and things like that what they mm -hmm. tend to always bring up to me is i think the final nail in their coffin always which is well we have to be a team well a fucking team is all parties working together, motherfucker? Right. Not just the coach. If the coach well, the, is being the, a the dick funny hole. thing is, if somebody comes and says, "Look, I have grievances. I I need this, this, and this to be better in order for me to do what I do properly." You're not a team. So if someone says, if their counter is, "Well, we need to be a team," I agree with you. I also have news. We're not a team right now. See, to me, the conversation always ends up going down one particular road, right? People who are, and I, this is not a political show, obviously. This is goofy, four-color funny book, two dum-dums ranting about stuff that we're likely to change our mind about tomorrow. Yeah. But this ain't one of them. <laughs> this ain't one of them. Because ultimately, when these type of conversations, unions and you know, greater good type stuff, like credit where credit's due type stuff. It always comes down to one thing, Charlie. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Fucking dollar dollar bills. So they're ultimately always going to be the same, saying the same thing, whether you're talking about McDonald's, whether you're talking about a, a governmental body, or whether you're talking about damn comic books, what they're always going to fall back on us. Well, you know, that's going to mean 
a higher price tag for you, the consumer. And you know what? I will say it here officially. Let it count. Take it to court. Jot it down. I will have it notarized and sign it twice. If I have to pay a quarter, 50 cents, a dollar more for my issues in order for the creators of that content to have what they need to do what they do best, then I will absolutely gladly pay that extra couple of shekels. Because if that's the conversation, if the conversation is, well, we can treat people shitty or not even shitty. Like, I'm not even going to put horns. Like yeah, I said, yeah. I think Image is a wonderful organization. If we are just going to say, okay, well, the, 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 the authority, not the one that Superman and Batman are running with right now. Um, if the big guys are going to have their say, then, you know, they, then they can't pay. Well, you know what? If it comes down to it, if I have to cho choose between the two, the little guy, I'm always going to root for the little guy. That's how I'm wired. I'm a Virgo. Right? I'm an earth sign. That's how we do. We've got something called empathy, right? I'm always going to root for the little guy in any fucking given situation. Look at the sports teams that I root for, dadgummit, right? I'm always going to do that. So I am officially 100% behind this group i hope that not only is it successful in their nest where they are currently um but i hope that it carries over and once again image leads the way is the most progressive company that i can think of uh and for in terms of doing what they're doing and that it ends up spilling out and growing and becomes an industry issue not just a company issue I, I I absolutely love it. What a what a way to put a, a perfect exclamation point on that thought. I will throw my uh, I will throw my hat, uh, which is lovely branded with the U.S. Comics uh, logo. Um, I'll throw my hat in the ring with you. I will say this though. Let's also hope that this proves that working in better uh, environments produces better shit. Uh, because my comic book budget is what it is. And if Image keeps up the hot streak they're on with dropping the absolute best of the best, I'll continue to spend all those shekels um, on on them. I'm sorry, John. I know you don't hear me, but I'm still good. You sound like a robot. Are you coming in through the uh, the front speakers? Yeah, John's uh, having a little bit of technical difficulty. I'm just going to keep making my point. My point is this. Uh, my budget is what it is every Wednesday, and if I need to pay more for the best books, I will. And that's what it comes down to. It is a team effort. I believe in what these uh, creators are doing. I believe in the union they are trying to have acknowledged by Image. And I truly, truly believe that uh, if it does happen, if we do have to pay some more, as long as the CEOs aren't taking an unfair share, I think it'll be great, even if it does cost me an extra couple bucks. The great thing, though, is with those extra ducats I have, I can support one of today's 
absolute fantastic sponsors and compared to every other podcast that i listen to we actually enjoy our sponsors content our first sponsor this week is bad mary you can support one of my favorite bands of all time bad mary on all their social media platforms over at bad mary band uh you can support them financially by throwing a couple bucks their way over on patreon.com forward slash bad mary you go to the website right now badmary.com and you can buy some swag buy some cds they're dropping brand new singles they just that you'll hear at the end of this episode because oh baby you know you love it john john i think you're coming out of somewhere weird uh because you're getting really really super echoey you sound like a robot from the past that came to the future john has left me let me get rid of the brand off of my head as john tries to get back in as always i want to hear what you guys think about it you can tell us on all of our social media which is all at read uh, i'm sorry it's all at us comics hq that's on all social media this is also a time where you should smash one of those like buttons wherever you see it and you should drop a comment even if it just says hi you can also rate comment and subscribe anywhere where that stuff is possible most importantly on spotify and or itunes you can go ahead and leave a review it gives us all the monies and i love all the monies john do you still sound like a robot how do i sound you tell me oh he sounds so good he sounds so good i want to hear all about our second sponsor tonight all right way to just uh fucking throw me right in there first and first mostly i don't know if you took the opportunity but as you were running down bad mary's accolades there's a very, very important one today, November 3rd. It is the birthday of oh, the first yes. lady of Bad Mary. Damn, Amanda. Happy birthday to you. We hope you are snacking, napping, and living your best birthday life today. Happy birthday to Amanda from Bad Mary. She is front and center in all their tunes. I also um, really love that her husband on social media put up amanda in full rock mode just yeah. sweaty yeah. screaming it was awesome that's her final form like she is super saying what she's got to say fire behind her oh yeah that's that's how she has her cereal in the morning bro she's like <laughs> anywho um but uh also as well as just so we can get out of this segment our other sponsor sergeant finesse you can find them on gaming on both Twitch, and also as well as Facebook gaming, multiple streams every day, outstanding gaming content, supporter games, coasteries, giveaway contest. Don't be a sucker. Check them out today. Throw them a like, a follow, a share. Shit. Consider becoming a supporter, but also as well as follow the white rabbit over to sneakenergy.com. Mm-mm. Use code SGT at checkout for some good, good. If you're looking for some fresh new gear, however, Go ahead over to geeksunleashed.com. Use code SARGE at checkout there. Because when the SARGE is on deck, there's only one thing to do. God damn it. Salute. GG, son. Hell yeah. Way to deal with robot chaos in the best way possible. Why don't you take out that fingy, though, and start my time, baby. Is fingy dropping some bitch? Start your clock. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I used to go to one website first every time i logged into the internet yes i am old enough that i used to have to 
cultivate a nice collection of those AOL CDs, throw them in my PC tower from Gateway. Thanks, Mom and Dad. I appreciate the Gateway glory. And I would have to check one website before all others, and I would go to movietrailers.com. Moviepoopshoot.com. <laughs> yes, that's what I evolved into. But at first, it was just watching trailers. You couldn't even leave feedback. You just would be like, ooh, I can't wait to see that movie. Um, but a terrible thing has happened. And I have finally found a movie that's so important to me and such a mystery to me that suddenly trailers the wheels are have become my enemy because Ghostbusters Afterlife is coming to theaters in just a matter of weeks. And the trail, the new trailer and new clips, they're stalking me. Everywhere I look, everywhere I turn, they're trying to fucking show me Paul Rudd do something because I keep hearing his voice for half a second. They keep trying to show me a terror dog that looks too tall. I don't know what up with that, but I don't need to know if a terror dog has different horns. So I literally am living day to day, night to night, in fear when i watch youtube i have to have the mute button ready if it's on my tv if i'm watching a clip on my phone of some girl getting hurt on instagram because that's the main reason i have instagram i follow girls getting hurt Oof. it's hilarious carly's therapist i hope you are watching this episode because <laughs> oh, she she sends me some of those clips um i have to keep my finger on the like lower volume button you're what my fingy there on the it is. lower volume no on the lower lower volume button nicole pan pennis trademark and john i've like thrown my phone and cupped my ears if i've missed all right so I just so clearly we know where our mother it. gets her phone fucking tendencies from she sees her second youngest we think uh treat his phone like a two dollar hua in vegas and just ah and throw it away the second Anything Ghostbusters related pops on screen. What's ironic is that the algorithm throws everything Ghostbusters related Charlie's way because it is 97.2% of the stuff that he looks at online. It's, Unbelievable. It is the perfect storm of technology turning against me. And Ellis over on Facebook watching live, which all of you can do every single Wednesday at 8 o'clock because... It's Wednesday. You know what that means. Um, Ellis brings up a great point. He said he misses the old days when trailers surprised you before movies. Now you've already seen them online and on television. And more to the point, you just get inundated with clips. Hmm. Now, the thing about movies, I again, I love movie trailers. So other than movietrailer.com, which I used to regular, yeah, I used to Apple movie trailers was like a was yes. a, a, an automatic visit. Absolutely. But also in going to the cinema, one of my absolute favorite things, um, I would sh I would be that guy who's like, I need to be there 20 minutes early because I need to I need to do the trivia where the questions don't change. Uh, every month so i always seem smart after i've seen it twice um but also i want to see all the trailers on this giant screen now 
I, if I were to go to a movie, I'm like, what time does it start? It starts at eight. I have to be there at eight ten because I'm not running the risk of this trailer being shoved in my face. So I'm gonna yeah. throw it to you. We've had low end versions of this conversation before, but I thought it deserved a uh, it deserved a deep dive. Sure. With movie trailers, which we know is a business, their job is to get you to spend sure. that money. It's a whole separate creative team absolutely you know the um that creative team they sometimes make some interesting choices sometimes they use clips that don't wind up making the final cut mm. sometimes they use alternative clips i mean the marvel films uh specifically the avenger flicks have become notorious for tricking you they're like look hulk's in the background then there was no hulk in the fucking movie um i love shit like that it makes it so safe so what what first i'll begin at the beginning what are your feelings on the art of movie trailers i know you said the a uh um, AppleMovieTrailers.com used to be a regular for you. Yeah. Well, talk to me about your love affair or lack thereof with movie trailers. I mean, the the short version of because I think you covered a lot of ground already. The short ver the the short version of it is, uh, uh, movie trailers served one purpose for me. Well, that's not true. Two purposes. Number one, to inform me that oh shit, this movie is coming out. It didn't used to be the case that we knew a production company's fucking schedule for the next two years uh, ahead of time. We didn't fucking know. Like, yeah. honestly, the reaction of uh, the information, the, the information drop that Boondocks 3 hit us, like that level of excitement. We're like, oh, shit. I, I still remember, uh, like, my where were you when JFK was shot moment is... I remember where I was, what I was doing, what I was wearing, who I was around when I found out that Batman the movie was happening. Ooh, with Michael Keaton and the issue was, oh, Batman's coming like these are print fucking things. Like we didn't get advanced fucking trailers or you know, the, it didn't happen. So, um it, it informs me that okay, this movie is coming. So when it's non-franchise, when it's not part of a, a you know a pre-laid out um, blueprint of movie releases things like the green knight i'm like oh look at this shit or oh, whatever like fill in the blank fucking dune even yeah um i'm like oh shit here here it comes this movie is coming then you obviously you watch the 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 snippets that they give you and you sit back and you're like i remember the little mini game sitting in the theater having your popcorn uh drinking your drink of you like you watch a trailer and like nah no thank you or yep i'm definitely gonna see it like it, it's one of those like basically movie trailers were the precursor precursors of swipe left swipe right you're like now nah, swipe left on that shit oh swipe right oh yeah uh how tall so like that that's that that was where i was so it, it informed me that the movie was coming and it usually determined like if I'm gonna catch it or not catch it far more, far more than any critics review, fucking rotten tomato, this, then the other thing. Like, no, show me what you got. I will decide if I'm gonna lay down my hard-earned ducats to see the fucking spectacle. Um, but I'm glad that you brought up a secondary point. Actually, like five or six, but the second point that I do want to address that you brought up. Is when is when is enough enough? When is it too much? 
in certain genres, I think you run into really more of that danger than others. Um, Anchorman 2 comes immediately to mind. Somebody says, oh, Anchorman 2 sucked. No, it didn't suck. It didn't suck. Was it as good as the first? No, but there's a lot of things, uh, a lot of things uh, working in that equation. Um, didn't surprise you. You saw it coming. It was one of those situations where you're like, oh, I know what to expect. Also, as well as you develop your own expectation. Oh, yeah. I hope they do this. I hope they do that. And if they didn't, then you're in a fucking, you know, a last episode of Soprano situation. They didn't do what I wanted them to. No. Anchorman 2 ran into the issue of basically showing us all the funniest moments. They buried the lead like fucking, like they had lie and shovels ready to go after that poker fucking game went sideways. You, they, they in essence, stole from you. So comedies, I think, are far, far more dangerous territory for a trailer ruining it as opposed to a sci-fi flick, uh, a comic book flick, where, like you said, they're just as apt to end up using different cuts. There was a moment that I was just so waiting for in the movie because I remember the trailer being so neat and they used it incessantly in not just the movie trailer, like in the theater trailers, but the advertising campaign. And it was when fucking Tony Stark just threw... This was before the doo -doo 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 -doo, digital fucking everything, micro fucking tech, blah, 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 bullshit. He just... He was like, he like eh, snarky, snarky comment. I'm gonna definitely gonna have sex with you later. Just, he's on the plane. It's wide open. He throws his helmet out and he jumps out helmetless like to catch his helmet and do his Iron Man shit. And I'm like, oh man, if you didn't want to be fucking Iron Man before, <laughs> that's when you wanted to be Iron Man. And um, that fucking memory is burned in my brain. What part is it in the movie? Mm -hmm. Didn't happen in the movie. Did not make the fucking now. Cut. Now let me ask you this, because yeah. that that brings up another good point. Because again, we're 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 we share a brain, so we're pretty lined up right now. I'm very curious what you feel like, because I'm gonna once again kick us to our Facebook chat. They brought up that amazing Tie Fighter shot in Rogue One, where the Tie Fighter just like creeps up on our lead protagonist. That shit's not in the movie at all. That shit and is I like a poster, and it I never happens. I distinctly remembering that movie, and I was like, fuck yeah, I was high-fiving people. I'm like, Rogue One's the shit, yeah! I fucking, what happened to the TIE Fighter, though? So what do you feel like? But, 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 but. Because what I was going to say regarding Anchorman 2, because I agree with you, they did give away so many funny moments. I mean, the, comedies in general, that's their, yeah, that's but, their but minefield. What's, what's interesting is you think they'd have the easiest time of choosing a second take for something like an Anchorman movie because the first Anchorman film has like 12 versions that have different versions of different jokes in the same scene. Yeah, but it's so, still... No, no, no. Hold on a second. They're not different jokes. They're different punchlines. Fair enough. So, Fair enough. Now, that being said, when you watch, when you pull a Charlie and you watch every iota of extra minutes for a movie that even Modicum like, liked a little bit, um, what's inevitably going to happen is you're like, I like that version better. I like this version better. Uh, the, a prime example that comes to mind is I Love Lamp. I Love Lamp. Right, everybody like there were T-shirts, there were grandmas that never saw the movie, didn't know the actors in it, fucking I love lamping it, like ha ha ha. 
it was like, where's the beef? Then when you watch the 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 after, you know, the, the extras um, that like just go on playing after you've fallen asleep watching the DVD, <laughs> um, you see that Steve Steve Carell did like, I don't know, give or take <laughs> two thousands, <laughs> two thousand takes of it. Um, and uh, some of them for, for my for my dollar were funnier than Isle of Lamp. They were definitely funny. Now, what would have happened if in Charlie World, Charlie's like, ha, he should he pooped a squirrel. That's what's going in the trailer. And I'm seeing the trailer. I'm like, ah, <laughs> that is hilarious. And I go to the theaters and I plunked on my money. He's like, I love lamp. You love lamp. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you love lamp. I hate you. <laughs> right? So I want, I want that as a shirt now. I love lamp under it. I hate you. Um, <laughs> I have to know then are there now we live in a world when you saw Avengers and you're like where the fuck is Hulk I didn't pay for Bruce Banner in the Hulkbuster suit or when the TIE fighter doesn't show up oh. is there a specific moment that you were like this is bullshit what do you mean is there a moment yeah is there a specific moment that you remember from a trailer that when it didn't happen in the film you were like yo fuck this whole film did you have a I love lamp, he pooped a squirrel moment? No, not really, because ultimately, you know, the trailer is just an appetizer yeah. for for the meal of the movie. So nobody goes to, I mean, like theater kids at like, you know, Applebee's at fucking one in the morning, they go to the restaurant for appetizers. But regular normies... Uh, as we've all aged into, we don't go to the restaurant for appetizers. You're there for a fucking meal. <laughs> and so, also not fucking Applebee's. No, thanks. Hard pass Applebee's. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a generous, uh, generous usage of the term meal. But um, but you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah, uh, you know, trailers. So in other words, the, the analogy uh, that springs to mind is in fucking uh, Demolition Man. When they're rolling to Taco Bell because Taco Bell won the Burger Wars, <laughs> ironic. Um, the radio station that they're listening to is the commercial station. <laughs> yep. Like they're just jingles. They're listening to jingles and they're fucking jamming out. That's the equivalent. Like trailers are like jingles in essence. So I don't anticipate like just sitting watching the fucking trailer channel and being like i am so satisfied right now i love mm, the shit out of bring that bring me on that taco bell well, well only to a certain degree because how much material can you really have that's apple true. movie trailers was one of the most robust and there was three pages <laughs> and all of those three pages there was maybe a dozen where i'm like okay i don't want to see the 5700th fucking jane Eyre, you know adaptation like they want to talk about uh, comic book movies rebooting Jane Eyre has been rebooted more fucking times. Like you could unlace and lace back up 17 corsets that all these poor bitches have to wear uh, before you ever get to the end of those reboots. Yeah, Holy that's shit. that's a, a deep well. But so a lot of times it's the it's the it's the studios themselves, it's the creators of these trailers that are the last the last uh, uh, last in line to realize that the culture has changed. Do you think this endless assault 
of trailers and variations of trailers and new clips and before this youtube watch 10 seconds watch the watch the mini puff scene that happens in the grocery store watch the ecto chase watch the the new logo all the new do you actually think that this barrage moves the needle do you think people need more than a teaser and a trailer and then a short version of the trailer are you sincerely not what you would like because mm. i think people like us kind of know what we're going to see when we see the year of films lined up which I'm is absurd about, it's pathetic uh but i love it and i wouldn't want to change at all guilty man. Um, i'm just guilty that's that's how it is now the um do you think for normies uh for for lack of a better idiom do you think they actually need that fifth trailer to be like now i'll go well he, here's the thing and i realize that this is a hard fact this is one of those tough truths to like like nobody's nobody's mama birded it for you nobody's gummed it up and like so you could soften it as, as it goes past your trachea um charlie we are the norm now Ooh, that we have graduated to be that target the coveted target demographic i'm not talking about like what you're a fan of or what you buy action figures of that's all that's all gravy on their proverbial fucking uh meal we're the target demographic so they're already speaking to us yeah right we're in that wheelhouse um I would say it has evolved into that. We haven't changed because of that. That content has changed because of us, right? They're they're not gearing that advertising style. They're not trying to make us uh, reform us into liking that advertising style. That's what we've demanded, and it's really oh. because of it's really because of one singular big change that has that has dominated the fucking landscape by by uh, compared to like the good old days when I was a kid it's social media yeah it's only because of social media so i they have don't, to produce new is the, I, is the they, thought they have to for two reasons three reasons actually our attention span has shrunk to all time lows they need to get their hooks into us earlier and earlier not because we'll have forgotten if they say this christmas and we're in the middle of a fucking summer heat wave i'm like oh come christmas i'm like i even remember this was coming i will i'll remember it don't worry it's because that's what everyone else is doing if everybody is out there fucking already fishing for your christmas dollar on the fourth of july shit then they have to go out and they've got to drop fourth of july trailers for christmas flick yeah also they have to do it so it's it's social media it's our attention spans and also um it's it's just the fucking simple fact that matters that like you were talking about before like oh will we will we forget their their process has changed so much so that if I tell you, uh, pick a pick a fucking pick a, pick any franchise, a AEW. Who I'm shocked we've gotten to this point and you haven't talked about them yet. AEW is pulling their first, like what, what WWE did with The Rock. Like they were producers on early early Rock pro uh, projects yes. before Dwayne Johnson's name was 
pun on anything. If AEW did that same shit, Charlie's gonna be like the first fucking the first in line, so to speak. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So if they were to fucking do that, and 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 they want to get again, we'll use that same analogy. They want your Christmas dollar, and it's, they're gonna they're gonna tantalize you on the Fourth of July. Between the Fourth of July and the actual Christmas release, that fucking flick has gone through more changes than goddamn Sonic's eyes and sneakers did between the first trailer and the final product. And also, as well as, Charlie, when those first trailers drop, it used to be, if you want to talk about the good old days, it used to be like, that looks dope. I can't wait to see that. End of conversation. Yeah. And the next time we spoke about it was in that theater a few months later watching that movie. Now... We watch a trailer and we have every fucking thing in the world to talk about. Uh, this color looked wrong. I didn't like that soundtrack. This and the other thing. Like, uh, who the fuck do we think we are? We're the Stop consumers. It. Stop it. Give me what I want and nothing else. <laughs> My brother, uh, you know what? I, if nothing else, I feel better. Uh, unfortunately, we do live in a world where since social media is absolutely everywhere, I know I just have to keep diving, ducking, dodging, diving, and ducking. Because, my God, man, when I tell you it's it's pathetic, I wind up doing this one way too often Poor for an Charlie adult boy for an adult and i have a lot of time left i got a lot of i got a lot of time left now what's uh, what's funny to me is that ghosts the their <laughs> biggest knock unless it was casper casper's biggest knock is that he was a pederast like <laughs> casper you big-headed dirty bitch um but for all the other uh, life uh, inhibited individuals out there, their fucking job is to haunt you. So my point would be like, yo, Charlie, a Ghostbusters trailer is gonna haunt you like it's goddamn namesake. But but truly, I feel bad because I have been just as guilty of it. I'm like, oh, Charlie, well, this has got ecto cooler flavor all over it. Let me send it over Charlie's way. And Charlie's like, I'm. Thanks. Uh, like very, very polite. Like Charlie's already thinking about his Christmas haul because he instead of being like, shut fucking you fucking dumb piece of shit. I told you don't send me anything. Ghostbusters. Instead, he was like, mm, my good brother. Thank you so much for thinking of me. I take out a quill. <laughs> Holy shit. Dearest, um, dearest sudden, brother. He became like a Civil War general writing a fucking letter to his wife. I think my about dearest Clara. <laughs> Oh, I watched that trailer. The For... tide of war rolls upon us as Charlie tries to end the show. For my dear brother. That's me. The CEO, the co-founder, the co-host of U.S. Comics and U.S. Comics cast by extension, John. Damn, look at how good his beard always looks, Rivera. I, of course, am your CEO. Winter beard, baby. I am going to avoid those Ghostbuster trailers if it freaking kills me. Good and luck. frankly, it's trying to. Uh, but, my dear brother, the brand new single from Bad Mary is out now. And I bring that up because there is only one way that we end each and every episode of U.S. Comics Cast. My delightful brother, why don't you tell these people how we do 
the thing we do it is so simple and today there's an extra step because first and first mostly you have to wish the first lady of bad mary herself amanda happy birthday but then once that is accomplished you gotta turn the power on then you gotta turn the volume up then you gotta ooh, tune bad mary and open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky save miss space girl oh yeah